630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Oilers at Vegas tomorrow, 3.30 face-off show. Game at 5 here on 6.30. Chad, looking around the NHL tonight, Tampa Bay leads Seattle 3-0 late in the third. Also in the third, Stars up 3-0 on the Avalanche. Uh, the Avalanche, the Avalanche, they're going to lynch them. Uh, Stars lead the Avalanche 3-0. Penguins uh, up 1-0 on the Islanders. That's in the third. Rangers have beaten the Bruins 5-2. Chicago knocks off St. Louis 3-2 in overtime. Wild, the 7-1 win over the Jets. The uh, Hurricanes beat the Flyers 6-3. Ducks shut off the Senators 4-0. Capitals downing Florida 4-3. Ovechkin with a hat trick there. Predators winning 4-2 against New Jersey. Buffalo beats Montreal 4-1. And another loss for the Canucks as the Blue Jackets win that game 4-2. I mentioned the Oilers locker room sale from noon to 4 tomorrow at Fort Hall. From 10 to 4 in the uh, Elks team store. We got the uh, fan appreciation event for the football team. So the team store at Brickfield is going to be open 10 to 4 tomorrow. Henry Gizmo Williams will be there from noon to 2. Current players will be in attendance from noon to 4. Also at the Elks online shop, there is 25% off until Monday the 29th. But you can go tomorrow and get these deals and uh, meet the Giz from noon to 2 and uh, talk to some current players as well between noon and four, including O-lineman Matt O'Donnell, who says, you know what, I'm not afraid to talk about this bad season with the fans. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with admitting, you know, you didn't have a great season. Uh, you got to take on the chin. You know, I've been around in Edmonton. We've had bad seasons. Um, you know, the fans are really good. They're not uh, They're not going to be too mean, but we deserve the kind of harsh criticisms we, we showed this year. So for the most part, it's always great fan interactions, you know, pictures, autographs, stuff yeah. like that. But uh I'm looking forward to it. That's a little bit for Matt O'Donnell. All right, so yeah, both teams having uh, sales tomorrow, and uh, the Oilers play, of course, the Elks, one of three CFL teams not in pursuit of the Grey Cup. Ottawa eliminated, BC eliminated, Toronto and Winnipeg with buys. So the division semis on Sunday, you got Montreal and Hamilton at 11 a.m., and then Calgary and Saskatchewan. That'll be at 2.30 Sunday afternoon. Jamie Nye covers the Riders and talks a lot about the CFL on the Green Zone from CJMB Radio in Regina. And, of course, he's also an alum of the 6.30 Jet Sports Department. Jamie, thanks for checking in, buddy. How are you doing? Nice chatting again, Reed. How are you? I'm doing great. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. How are things uh, How are things in Regina? What? Now, let me ask you this. Uh, on the on the radio station, like we we know and uh, and I, and I joke about it, but I also respect Rider Nation because they're they're insane, but they they do a lot and uh, they're very passionate. So on your radio show, what would be on the airwaves these days if you're not talking about the Riders? Uh, well, uh, we have uh, my co-host is former uh, Oilers analyst Drew Remenda from a Saskatoon, so. Uh, he uh, he's loving the Leon Drysital uh, today. Gave Leon Drysital some love from the Edmonton Oilers. Talked a little uh, hockey, but uh, talked a little Brooksy and the Shambo action. Uh, so really, it, it's got to be uh, big today. Uh, to but I think ninety ninety percent of the show was talking about the West semifinal with the Riders and the Stamps today. 
Yeah, all right. And I, and I want to get to that. I, I want to get your take on this season in the Canadian Football League after not having a year. Uh, I've talked a lot about that I feel there has been, not just this season, but in perhaps the last five to seven years or so, little less wide open play, a little more quarterbacks who want to check it down instead of chuck it, maybe some more conservative play calling at times. Uh, but I know you watch and cover the league even closer than I do. Did you notice that? And if so, is it becoming at all concerning to you? Well, this is the first year we've actually seen the National Football League average per game points be ahead of the Canadian Football League. Uh, I think the NFL starting to drop a little bit as the weeks go on. Uh, but uh, that that is a concern because it used to be the wide-open CFL, the pass-heavy CFL. But we're seeing a lot of that go to the National Football League. And Dave Dickinson actually talked about this, and I found it interesting a couple of weeks ago where he's talking about as an offensive coordinator, he's seeing more and more and more zone coverages in the CFL, way less man. So that means, and they're, they're playing probably the deeper zone to make sure you're not giving up the big pass. So all you're get, getting is the underneath stuff. So I think the defensive coordinators are being maybe a lot more, I would say, conservative uh, to throw it out on a zone and be less aggressive, seeing less zero, zero blitzes, which is, you know, everybody's coming and there's no safety to be back there as a safety valve. So you can hit the big plays on those. So he's, he's seeing less of that. Craig Dickinson, his brother, uh, is seeing less of that as well. So, I don't, and, you know, it comes in waves. Uh, all of a sudden, maybe there's an offense that all of a sudden fits and hits and they have to play more man, but we have seen a drastic decrease in offense, especially this season. It has been declining. You're right. From 2015 to 16 to 17, 18, 19, it was going down. And then it was a huge drop this year. So you're, you're bang on on that assessment that offenses are having a tougher time going over the top and making the big play. I wonder if getting rid of the PI challenge would help because I, I feel like defenses – I mean, if, you, if you're playing zone, then like you said, there's not going to be the deep ball. And, and if you're not playing man-to-man, you're probably not going to be as likely to commit pass interference. I mean, I wonder if they drop that challenge for P.I., if it might. I don't know. Maybe you think I'm crazy. Somebody told me that once. Is that is that anything to you? Well, they, they got rid of it in the NFL after one year. And right. um, although the Dallas Cowboys might have wanted a defensive challenge uh, for pass interference yesterday, but as a Raiders fan, <laughs> uh, but uh, anyways, I, I, may, that's, I, I haven't even thought of that penalty having an impact on how defenses call it, but it's interesting. Maybe that is the case. Remember, because he could, used to be able to challenge illegal contact, and Dave Dickinson absolutely owned the league on that because he was running, you know, double moves, right, where a receiver, he's going in and out, and the reason he was doing that on every play was he knew that 10 yards downfield, the DB would probably come up and jam or hold on a double move. So he almost guaranteed himself that he could challenge illegal contact on a receiver. And then every, they went, okay, that was a bad idea. But with defensive pass interference, they all changed because of one play. The NHL did it with offside. I think it's a bad penalty or a bad challenge there on the Matt Duchesne goal a few years ago, and they changed and went, we need to challenge this. The 
CFL did it on the Deron Carter pass interference. I think it was 2013 playoff game that there was a bad de- defensive pass interference that was missed. So they went, oh, we got to challenge this. And I don't know if the game's better because of it on either side, the NHL or the CFL. Well, I, I, I used to rant about the NHL offside challenge all the time, but it, it's it's here to stay. I'm comfortable with the way it is now because they changed the rule where your foot can hover over the blue line as long as you don't break the plane. And you can't do fishing expedition challenges. So you, I mean, you don't just lose your time out. You actually would get a two-minute penalty against you. So you'd have a goal against, and then you'd be shorthanded. So I'm actually comfortable with, with what the NHL arrived at there, even though I used to complain about it quite a bit. But, uh, yeah, I just wonder if they got rid of that uh, PI challenge in the CFL, if it might help open up some plays down the field. Okay. Or what you just said, or maybe penalize it. If you're going to challenge a penalty and it's we don't see it, you get a 15-yard penalty. Maybe that would decrease the defensive pass interference challenges, and uh, maybe we'd see a little more man-to-man coverage. See, I, I wouldn't mind that. Like, you keep your time out, but if you're wrong, you, you suffer a, a penalty. You get a you know, delay of game or 10, or 10 yards or whatever. So you can challenge as many times as you want, but you might get 70 yards in penalties if you're wrong 70 <laughs> times, right? So maybe that's something else. We'll 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 tell. We'll get in t- touch with Randy Ambrose. We'll solve the, the world's problems eventually, Reed. We'll solve yeah. them eventually. Yeah, we're getting there. You and I are you and I are good at that. Okay, uh, Calgary, Saskatchewan. Always fun when that shows up on the schedule. Calgary was eight and six. Saskatchewan was nine and five. Uh, I, I watched, uh, I don't want to say I watched a lot of full games of these two teams, but well, sometimes I did, but I also saw a lot of bits and pieces. Um, so, you know, the point, the, the point differential is actually big time in favor of Calgary. And I think they won two out of the three matches. I, I'm going to say, and I'm not, and I'm not trolling Ryder Nation. Sometimes I do troll Ryder Nation, but I'm not this time. I actually consider the Stamps the favorite, even though the game is in Regina. And I know you will tell me if I'm nuts. What are you thinking? I think that's a, a I, I think it's a flip the coin game, really. Um, riders, like in the betting lines, riders would pretty well be a three-point favorite just because they're at home in this one. And it was similar. I'm interested to see if that line moves towards Calgary because even in Saskatchewan, Reed, uh, we asked the question today, uh, who are you taking, Calgary, Saskatchewan? Uh, and it was pretty split. It, usually it's, oh, yeah, 80% are picking the riders because they always pick the riders. Even rider fans are looking at this as, uh-oh, because this offense in Saskatchewan, the back half of the season has only scored 18 points per game in the last seven games. Like, this offense isn't that great. The offensive line got owned by Calgary in two of those three games, the two wins, of course, for the Stampeders, and that offensive line has struggled all year in Saskatchewan. So I think home field might make it a little bit even, but if this game was neutral site, the Calgary Stampeders should be the favorite. All right, and give me uh, 30 seconds on uh, Montreal and Hammer. Oh, boy, there's another coin flip game. I liked, I still think the Hamilton Tiger Cats can get to Trevor Harris and make his life miserable, and Trevor Harris can't do what Vernon Adams did a couple of weeks ago when they beat the Tiger Cats, which is run around and make plays and go crazy. So I got the Hamilt- I got the home teams. I am picking the Riders, but it's going to be like 21-20 or 19-18. It's going to be a low-scoring game, but Hamilton and Saskatchewan. Okay, well, just to be different, I will take the two 
uh, road teams. And I, and I agree with what you're saying about Harris, but ha- Hamilton has been so up and down to me. I, I haven't been able to figure them out since the start of the season. So uh, we'll we'll put a friendly. Uh, I'll find a. Well, I'll, I'll put uh, a, a, a a game used Brian Hall pencil on the line for my part of the game. Oh boy, there must be plenty of those around. <laughs> Jamie, thanks for checking in. I hope your family is well. I know your show is awesome. We'll see you soon, man. Yeah, right on, Reed. Always a pleasure. That is the one and only Jamie and I, former member of the 630 Chet Sports Department, host of the Green Zone CJME Radio in uh, Regina. I'm going to go Montreal and Calgary for my picks, both fairly close games. All right. Uh, oh, we got some big uh, high school games. Actually, there's some going on right now at Commonwealth, but uh, the granddaddy games are coming up tomorrow. We'll dive into that when we get back. Uh, Commonwealth Stadium hosting the Alberta High School Championship Games uh, this weekend. This afternoon, Cochrane beat Holy Rosary. I always keep an eye out for Holy Rosary because that's a Lloyd Minster school. I used to cover them. I believe, I be- I'll have to double check this with Tim, but I-, I think it's seven straight tier three provincial champions for the uh, championships for the Cochrane Cobras. Tomorrow, at 2.30, the Tier 1 final has Edmonton's Ross Shep up against the Raymond Comets. And then in the uh, top division, it's the Brian Fryer Championship between the Harry Ainley Titans and the St. Francis Browns. And Harry, o- Harry Ainley head coach Tyler Greenslade joins me now. Tyler, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Reed. How are you? I'm doing very well. I didn't get you away from a final practice or walkthrough, did I? No, we have that earlier this afternoon. So the, the haze in the barn, and we're we're excited for tomorrow night. All right, you know, first of all, just I mean, you as a as a coach, and obviously a teacher, and I, and I know you, you you know you used to play for the U of A Golden Bears, but in, in your current in your current role, um, you know, not having a year last year, um, was there anything you could do team building team wise for the kids who wanted to be football players? Yeah, you know, that's a good question. I, I think it was uh, something that it, without really knowing how the year was going to unfold last year, it was pretty difficult to, to see those grade 12s especially miss out. And certainly we uh, we tried to get some practices in in the fall, which we were able to do. And, and we were holding out hope that in the spring we would have something. But uh, obviously it, it didn't really play out that way. So you know, we, we were able to have some meetings and, and do a little bit, but but certainly uh, nothing in comparison to what a, a regular season is. Okay. How has it gone for Harry Unley this year? I, I know you guys are, are, are always a great program. I think you told me earlier today you've won two provincial titles in uh, in six seasons there. How would you sort of sum up the journey this year? Yeah, it, it was, uh, I think going into this year, we were we were grateful to have the opportunity to, to coach and, and see our players play again. And um, certainly nothing was promised. It just in this COVID landscape, we all know things can, can shift in an instant. So we were uh, really excited to get the year started again on time in the middle of August and uh, had two great preseason games against Raymond and LCI from Lethbridge. And uh, had a, had a nice regular season where 
we went undefeated up until the city final against Salisbury and uh, that was the, the third city championship in a row that we played them and, and they got the best of us on that night and uh, with the new Brian Fryer division which is based off of a ranking committee um, we went into this top four provincials ranked number three traveled down to Calgary last last Saturday to play Notre Dame uh, and we're fortunate to come out on top of that one and we find ourselves back in uh, the provincial final against a familiar foe in St. Francis. So I guess all in all, it's been uh, a pretty successful year. And, and uh, most importantly, being back on the field is, uh, is something we're all very thankful to have. And how cool for your players to be able to compete at Commonwealth? Yeah, absolutely. We've, uh, you know, we, we've always been really thankful to, to Metro Athletics in Edmonton and, and certainly Football Alberta and, double yeah, A for hosting some some awesome events and, and I think that being able to uh, play some city finals at Commonwealth before and, and now the provincial final it, it's uh, a memory that our kids will, will never forget yeah okay and what about is, it, is there a history between you and San, uh, St. Francis can you tell us about that Sure. Yeah. So they've uh, they've been our opponents, and this will make it four provincial championships in a row that we played each other, and that dates back to 2017. Uh, we played played the St. Francis Browns, uh, and we we came out on top 12-3. And then uh, in 2018, we played them in Fort Mac and and lost 3-2. And 2019, we played them again. And we came out on top uh, 11-10, and obviously no provincial championship last year in 2020. But here we are again. We find ourselves uh, matched up with a really good St. Francis program, and so this is this is four provincial championship finals in a row for us, and this is actually six in a row for them uh, playing in this game. So they're uh, certainly a, a really strong program and a strong team this year. I can't remember if you and I talked about that 3-2 game, but it rings a bell. I, I probably saw the score and was like, what the heck happened? But uh, that's what stands out for sure. Well, so 6 o'clock tomorrow at Commonwealth, uh, Harry Ainley against St. Francis. Tyler, we wish you all the best. Thanks for hopping on the show. I know you're busy getting ready for that one. And, uh, yeah, go get them, man. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Reed. Take care. That is Tyler Greenslade, head coach of the Harry Ainley Titans football team, joining us on Inside Sports. So, uh, yeah, the Tier 1 Division Final is at 2.30, Ross Shep against Raymond. And uh, the uh, Brian Fryer Division Championship, as it's been called, Harry Ainley against St. Francis, that is going to be at 6. So big weekend for high school football, and it's all happening just down the road from my place, Commonwealth Stadium. All right, we got to wind her down. Thanks to Cam Moon, Jeff Merrick, Jamie Nye, Pat Steinberg, Tyler Greenslade for joining us tonight. Thanks to all of you for listening. I will talk to you at 3.30 tomorrow afternoon. 3.30 tomorrow afternoon, face-off show. Game at 5, Oilers and Golden Knights. Don't forget, noon to 4 at Fort Hall is the Oilers locker room sale. 10 to 4 at the Elks Team Store is their fan appreciation event. Giz is going to be there from noon to 2. Dave Campbell's the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy is your studio producer. Oh my goodness, there's that music. It's hobo time, everybody. Have a great weekend. Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.